We welcome in Keith Jenkins from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Keith, good morning. We appreciate your time this morning. Good morning, fellas. Let's uh, let's dive into this thing. Uh, spring spring football is complete. What was what was your takeaway as, or, or, or maybe your biggest takeaway from from spring football? Uh, Luke Fickle has no idea who's going to be his quarterback. <laughs> um, he's got to replace Desmond Ritter. Desmond was a four-year starter. He was the American Athletic Conference Rookie of the Year, and then he was the two-time American Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Year. He's the third winningest quarterback in the history of the sport, and Fickle has no idea who's going to play quarterback in September when the Bearcats open the season against Arkansas. Um, He's got two guys, Ben Bryant. Ben played at Eastern Michigan last year, and then you got uh, the highest-rated recruit in program history and Evan Prater, those guys are going to be dueling it out. Um, that competition will probably go well into fall camp. So um, there's several question marks, um, and there's still some great players in that program despite losing so many. But the quarterback battle is one that's going to be carrying on for a bit. It, so th- I guess the question is, it, was it nobody went out and won the job, or was the competition so great that it has to continue into the fall? The problem that these two quarterbacks are facing is that neither one of them have a great deal of experience. Now, Ben Bryant has a bit of an edge because he started last year for Eastern. Ben was at Cincinnati. Um, When Desmond really submitted himself as the starter, they told Ben, hey, man, if you want to play, you're probably going to have to go somewhere else. He did. He went to Eastern, and then the opportunity presented itself to come back. But the problem is, is that this defense is still really good. So, you're going up against a hellacious defense with great corner still, a great defensive line. Um, and then also the offensive line wasn't all the way healthy during the spring. There were still some position players that weren't healthy um, offensively. So they didn't have their full complement of guys. And then also going against a really good defense. So neither guy, like, like you said, didn't really, you know, separate himself. Um, there were flashes from both guys, but, Again, when you're when you're when you're replacing a guy as good as Desmond Ritter, you know they're just not quite at his level yet, and they need some more time to figure this thing out. So um, it's going to be a battle that is well into August and, and maybe even early September. Where else had the Bearcats used the transfer portal in their favor, and did they lose some out of there? No, no notable guys um, did they lose throughout the portal. I think the most notable guy that I can point to is Nick Mardner. Um, Nick is a former Hawaii wide receiver. He's here with one year of eligibility remaining. Now, he's key because he's 6'6", and he's a big-body guy who's got speed. He can go up and get 50-50 balls. They're losing that in Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce will likely be maybe a late second-round, early third-round pick in the draft here next week. Um, they needed a big body receiver, a, a big body in the red zone, a guy they can just throw the ball up to and he'll go get it. They don't have that, and they got that with Nick Mardner. So they were able to get him out of the transfer portal. Um, they're acclimating him with the Bearcat system and the offense and, and getting him familiar. He's looked really good in camp, but he's every bit of six six, and he is a, a, a big body target that they're going to need this season. What about Corey Connor? This was, you know, Mr. Ohio, and he's coming back home from LSU. What does he add to that running back room? Yeah, Corey is special, man. And as we're talking about replacing guys who are headed to the NFL, Jerome Ford 
was a load. I mean, he was a, a, a combination of power and speed and elusiveness, and they just don't have that right now at Cincinnati. They got good running backs, but nobody, you know, the caliber of Jerome Ford. There was a reason why Jerome Ford started his career at Alabama. What Corey brings is that that he's he's that big body, physical, um, strong runner. And then also he's familiar with Cincinnati. He's from here, went to high school here. Cincinnati recruited him out of out of out of high school, and it really came down to LSU and Cincinnati. He went to LSU, and now he's back. And and, I, and they still have that great rapport and that great relationship. And it, it presented an opportunity, a unique opportunity, where they were in search of that RB one, um, or at least they're in a the battle for that RB one. There's several guys in contention for that spot. And all these guys are, are elusive guys and, and quick guys and slashers, whereas Kiner's that more powerful boom back that they, that they just didn't have. And so Kiner brings in another dynamic to that battle. Um, and he look, he's 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 great, <laughs> and he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. Um, you know, I don't know if he'll start day one, but he'll definitely be a good complement to the rest of the guys that they have. Talking with Keith Jenkins from the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer, one of the things that Luke Fickle had to do is, is kind of retool the staff. He has, what, five new assistants? What was that like this spring as those guys transitioned back uh, into the program? Yeah, that's, that's starting to be a tradition, <laughs> you know, year after year. You know, when you're a successful program, and Luke has been, I think he's, what, 44-7 and seven over the last four seasons, Um People want to come in there and figure it out. Hey, what do you what do you got going on? Let me get some of that Bearcat magic. And so he's, they're picking up his, his picking off his staff. Um, what Luke has done and what he continues to do year after year is he he gets assistants that have either close ties to to the program or close ties to him. Um, they used to coach together at Ohio State or an assistant of an assistant who used to work together at Central Michigan, or there's always a close family where there's not too far of a connection. Um, and he's been able to do that. I mean, you know, the show really goes on. He promoted some guys. He lost his offensive coordinator to LSU, Mike Denbrock. Um, he just promoted his QB coach to offensive coordinator, and they just moved some things around. Really, man, it, it, it doesn't really feel any different. I mean, able, he was able to put some guys in some new positions, but also able to recruit some or send, bring in some, some coaches who still have like minds and, and still have the same philosophies that Luke has. So it doesn't feel any different. doesn't look any different. Um, and that's what Luke is hoping that it, the, the product continues to look the same once the season starts. Bearcats getting ready to make the transition into the Big 12. What do they bring to the table across the board in the Big 12? Yeah, I mean, we obviously know what the football program is doing. You know, they're they're in a special groove right now, and they've got things going with recruiting. Um, they got some four-star guys, even a couple five-stars, um, which does not happen at Cincinnati, but he's really got it rolling there. The basketball program is trying to figure it out. You know, they got a new coach in Wes Miller. He had a rough first season, um, but he's recruiting well. He's getting some guys out of the portal. He's got some really good high school players coming in. And, look, we know the history of Cincinnati basketball, the championships, the Final Fours, the teams that Bob Huggins had, the teams that Mick Cronin had. Um, so Wes's challenge is just fitting this program back to that position and having a guy like Luke Fickle who's got it rolling. It's, it's, it's inspiring and motivating Wes to, 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 you know, make up his end of the bargain. Um, but there's, there's, there's great programs throughout um, women's soccer and, and, and others. And, and, and so um, 
obviously football program, you know, is the flagship right now, but it's still very much a basketball school. And the plan here is, you know, that once we get into the Big 12, both of those, you know, marquee programs, along with women's basketball as well, but both of those programs, football and men's basketball, will be as strong as they can be, um, and they can continue to keep it rolling and make the Big 12 an even stronger conference. As far as the draft goes, when you look, is this the the most important draft possibly ever in Cincinnati football? And then along with that, when you're talking about Desmond Ritter, you have high praise for Desmond Ritter. And we hear about the draft class this year as far as quarterbacks, and it's, well, there's not really a guy there. There's not really a guy there. I mean, in your opinion, you've watched him. Do you think he could be a franchise quarterback? I do. I do think he can be a franchise quarterback. Um He's got all the intangibles, like a winner, positive attitude, motivated, driven, hardworking, all that stuff. He's a great athlete, um, and I think that's first and foremost. And then when you look at his productivity, it's there. And then when you look at his ability to transform and to grow and to develop, he was not a great passer his, his freshman year, not at all. He's a great athlete playing quarterback. Now he's actually a quarterback who just happens to be a good athlete. Um, he's worked really, really hard, and he wants to be great. And I think, you know, he's a guy that stays even keel. He doesn't get too high or too low. Given the right system, the right coaching staff, some pieces around him, um, I think he will be a special player at the next level. Um, you know, I think I think the weapons are there. The tools are there. And as far as your first question, yeah, I mean, this is a huge draft for Cincinnati. The, the record for the most uh, Cincinnati Bearcats taken in a single draft is six. You could see as many as 11. Um, next weekend. I mean, this is, we're talking Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, you know, those big time, Texas, you know, those big time um, football programs. We're in that territory as far as, um, as far as draft domination. Um, but they'll have the highest rated ever player or the highest drafted player ever out of the program um, in Ahmad Sauce Gardner. And then, you know, if Desmond sneaks into the second round or the first round, excuse me, it'll be the first time in program history where there's two first round picks. Um, so yeah, I mean, they got seven guys who will definitely be drafted, probably nine, and then as many as 11. So it'll be a special day, a special weekend. Um, and Luke Fick was excited about it. I talked to him about it Wednesday. He's thrilled. This is a huge draft. And this is just, you know, hopefully something that are just things to come. I mean, they got another good draft class coming out next year. Um, and hopefully he'll just continue to keep this thing going. And that, that's his plan. Hey, Keith, man, we, uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. I uh, look forward to, to visiting with you as uh, the season unfolds and as the, the Bearcats make their way over to the Big 12. We, uh, we will certainly be uh, in touch. And, man, we appreciate uh, you visiting with us this morning. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me.